Hi everyone, I'm Kayla Doan. Welcome to Growth with Girlfriends. This is a new podcast where we're discussing what we're learning and what's working as we fight to create our best lives. Today, I am so excited to introduce you to my girlfriend, Jackie Crawford Ross, who is absolutely killing it in the real estate industry right now. She is someone who faces challenges with such grace and is probably the most productive person I have ever met in my life. In this conversation, I think you'll appreciate Jackie's holistic approach to goal planning that allows her to produce a massive volume of work. She also talks about how to bring your partner into your goal planning in a way that avoids resentment in your relationship. We'll also cover insider tips for all of you folks out there that are thinking about buying or selling your home in this new year. I hope that you enjoy this episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, particularly during our first couple weeks of launch. This helps others find us in search directories and join the conversation. You good to go? Let's go, girlfriend. All right. Jackie, I am so excited to have you on the Growth with Girlfriends podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks, lady, for inviting me. I'm happy to to chat about all things business and life and just being boss babes, you know? Yeah. So in preparing for this podcast, I sent out a survey to some of our friends and I put it on um, my social channels. And just to get an understanding from folks of like, what are they thinking about and what challenges they're working through? And I was really surprised to see just how many people are thinking about a career change right now. Mm. So a couple years ago, you went through a pretty big career transition yourself. Do you mind just kind of Mm -hmm. walking us through that? Yeah, absolutely. So to give everyone a little bit of context, a little bit of background as well. I went to college to study accounting, accounting and finance, because I was told from the outer ears, so outer outer minds, people who didn't know me, just general society, you know, study something that is secure study something and get a job that is going to provide security and a steady paycheck and I did just that went to Northeastern studied accounting and finance and I I do enjoy those subjects don't get me wrong Uh, but I lived in fear of this is what society is telling me this is the outward message And I lived in fear of what if I didn't conform? What if I didn't do that? So I entered a career of uh, becoming a financial advisor. uh, And I did enjoy it. Uh, I I do love helping people navigate finances, back to goal planning. Uh, Financial advising is very much a part of that. But it was not my inner calling. I knew that it was not for me when I wasn't excited and energized getting up every morning. And I think maybe many people feel that way too. If they're if they're thinking about a career change, if you do not wake up with butterflies in your stomach of excitement, then it, I don't know if it's necessarily the right thing for you. I did not feel like I was able to provide the sparkle and shine in this world that I I thought I could deliver. So I knew it was time for a career change. 
And the funny thing, Kayla, is I always knew what I wanted to do, but I was just afraid to do it. And that was real estate. And I think that for me came from the fact that I grew up in real estate. My mother owned a couple Remax franchises and I saw the the love and the passion that she had for it. And I shared that too. I honestly remember being little and just watching what home meant to someone and how it could transform someone's life and being able to be a part of that journey. I I lived vicariously through my mom doing it and that's ultimately what brought, brought me joy, but I was afraid of it. I was afraid to be in real estate. And I think that back to outer, what outer society was telling you is get a steady paycheck, get, you, you know, go in corporate America, just climb the corporate ladder. And in real estate, you are a hundred percent on your own. You know, that, that at the time scared me. I finally decided it was time for a career change uh, when I was about to have my son and I was pregnant with him. Everyone, every parent says to their children, you can be whatever you want to be when you grow up. And how it was one of those moments where I, I was pregnant and I was like, how could I possibly say that to my son if I don't even believe that myself? Or if I'm not doing that myself. And that was the wake-up call. Uh, I, It was just time to fulfill my destiny. And I, I'm very fortunate that I knew what I wanted to do. I, I've always known that I wanted to be in real estate. I was just scared of it. So I think for anyone who's considering a career change. I, and I do think people are approaching. Everyone is, is coming from different perspectives. You know, for for some, maybe it's a similar situation where they know what they want to do. They're just afraid to take the leap. I think what I might say to someone there is back back to the, the world needs you at your best self and your offering. And I can argue you can make money at anything, anything. If someone can sell a... What what are those like um, plant pigs? Like those like <laughs> the chia. Pets. You know what I'm talking. The chia. <laughs> pet. If someone could sell a chia pet, you could sell whatever you want or whatever you desire. Yeah, and as a friend that has witnessed you make this transformation, you know, I, I knew you a couple years when you were um, still in finance, and then as you're going through this transition, launching your own company, and now really completely ramped up into real estate. You always carried yourself when you were working in finance, you always carried yourself professionally. You always loved working with your clients. But there is just like a different speed that I see you living your life and also like a completely new level of joy. And I think, you know, there's like that old adage of, you know, you in order to be really successful, like do what you love. But I see this a lot when I go visit um, my alma mater and I'm talking with students, like, I think it's more dire than that. I, I think if you have any shot of succeeding, like there's no other way you have to be doing something you really enjoy. 
and going back to, you know, working with like college students, it's, it's much more black and white. It's, Hey, this kid hates business classes, but he's like chugging through a major anyways, in order to get that degree, in order to go in that job. And I think it's a, there's a lot of shades of gray once we get deeper into our careers and there's always going to be positives, right? Of, there's this one part that I love about my job, but you know, 80% of it, I really don't love. And to your point of like waking up excited in the morning, like, is that there? Is that excitement there or is it not? And trying to find those, um, making it a little bit more binary. So you give yourself the permission to say, no, life could be so much better than this. Absolutely. Yeah. I think when you're operating as your best self, you are, are just in alignment with every aspect of your life. And I think that ties into what your values are as a person. So if you are working in a career that brings you joy, brings you happiness, it translates into all aspects of your life, which is why I think that you're able to provide momentum and speed. And I I honestly think that's why I've been able to be successful at real estate is because I'm in a very happy and joyous place. I love what I do, which has made me a better parent. It's made me a better friend. It's made me a better wife. So everything is in unison. And when everything is in unison, that's when you can pick up speed. That's when you can really start rolling. So I do, there are many successful people who maybe don't necessarily love what they do, but I think it shows in other aspects of your life. So when you're operating as your best self, I think you are congruent with, because you're tied into your ultimate value system, everything translates. And that's where happiness and joy come from at the end of the day. I know that you've had quite an insane year. Walk us through, you know, this time last year going into 2020, what did you think was going to happen? And then what ultimately ended up happening, not only at work, but also your life as well. So looking into or planning for 2020, my goals were ambitious, but attainable. I was looking to almost double my business, but be able to take on a client load that I felt at the time I would be able to truly help my clients and provide complete 100% full service to them and then also be the best mom and wife possible. So I was quote unquote looking for a balanced approach. But this time last year, my mom and I were going to be working together on this. She had a goal. I had a goal. We were kind of bouncing off of each other and pushing each other to make it happen. And unfortunately, she passed away suddenly this time last year. She passed away December 23rd, 2019. So my plans and goals for 2020 changed rapidly. I felt this overwhelming sense to also accomplish her goals because she couldn't. So not only was I driven to help as many people on their home ownership journey as possible, but now I wanted to accomplish what my mom was not able to. So it was 
doubling my business and then also fulfilling her wishes and her business too. So going through 2020, and I think many people experienced something, a a hiccup, an obstacle, something challenging happened in their lives. So going through 2020, I was not going to let anything shake me. I was so determined to accomplish everything that my mom wanted to plus my own and nothing was going to get in my way. So I just kept my head down and I plowed. I just plowed through it and I haven't even looked up since then, but I was I knew what I needed to do. I know I knew what I needed to accomplish. And so now looking up and seeing how far I've come. I've climbed the entire mountain. I was able to accomplish what my mom wanted to accomplish and then my own goals. So I am happy to say I'm standing at the top of the mountain right now and I'm looking down at the valley that I just, and the hill that I just climbed. And I am so proud of what I've done, what I've accomplished. And I I might cry. I don't know. I'm just so, (laughs) I'm just so happy and proud. And it was not easy. And it would have been very easy to throw in the towel on all of it. I could have chalked this year up to a, you know, not my year. You know, my mom died. There's a pandemic, whatever. But I was not going to let that happen. I, nope. It was way too important to me to accomplish these goals. And I I think that my clients also felt my passion of wanting to do this. They knew that I was going to do whatever it took to help them. And I, I'll, I would stay up all hours of the night to make sure it got done for them too. But I, I think they wanted to be a part of the journey with me as well. So. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And your mom was such an awesome lady. She was really great. So I'm also so proud of you as your friend. Um, And, you know, what I loved is you included a lot of us in your journey. So, you know, over the course of the year, you would share little updates of like goal check-in, you know, I'm halfway to my goal for the year for work. And then immediately following, you would share you know, and and I'm spending time with my kid and I'm doing this with my husband and I'm having at least two girl nights a a month. And that was really important to you. And so anytime you talk about your goals, you have such ambitious work goals, but it is always um, spoken at the same, in the same um, context of like the goals that you have for your family. So how do you go about doing that when you have such a crazy year and this almost one track mind when you're in your work mind to achieve these goals? How do you actually plan for balancing it out with all the other things that you really care about and the the people that you care about? Absolutely. So kind of like how we were talking about earlier, if you're happy and joyous with your career, I think it ultimately is because you're incongruent with your values as a person. You are not just your work. You are not just a sister, a mother, a friend. They're, they're all a part of you, right? They, that's what makes you whole. So if I take a look at my pie, 
there are a few important things to me. Career is one of them. Being a mother is one of them. Being a wife is one of them. Being a friend is one of them. And my health is also a, a part of that pie. So that that makes the Jackie pie. And maybe other other people feel this way too. And there are going to be times where a piece of that pie is larger than the other. But I do find overall, if you are not balanced in this pie, it starts to show. So, and I think you go going back to career change for some people, um, you might be happy and successful in your career piece of the pie. But if you're not in lockstep with the other pieces of the pie, it starts to show. So you might be successful at your job, but hate it. And then you end up being resentful husband or wife because of it, you know? So I do find as your values in your pie, you need to, you need to understand what brings you joy and happiness in each parts of those pie and set goals and have a plan of what you're going to do to make sure that you feel balanced in all aspects. You're it's not going to be a perfect balance, but you can try what you what you can to to be as balanced as possible. So, I generally have an idea of when I feel happy and balanced in each of those categories. So, for me, I need to have girl time with with my girlfriends. That's my my piece of the pie for friends. I need to have time quality time with my husband, just one-on-one, you know, that, that's my relationship pie with him. I need to have quality time with my son. That's a relationship piece of the pie with, with my son. Um, you know, I have career goals that make me happy and fulfilled, which spreads into all other categories. And then also, uh, my health and well-being is also very important because ultimately if you're not healthy, um, or if you don't take care of your health, that's really going to affect the other pieces of your pie. So I I know what it feels like to be that my cup is filled in each parts of those piece of the pie. And that's why I set goals around them to make sure and I hold people I ask people to hold me accountable to these things too because I know if I don't fill up those cups, those pieces of the pie, it starts to affect my whole being. I would love to understand more about your process of goal planning with your husband as well. Mm. So I'll share a quick story. This was probably three or four years ago. And Jackie, you and I were out looking for income properties Mm -hmm. in Worcester. And I remember exactly where we were. We were coming out of Starbucks. And I forget what we were talking about before this, but you had shared with me that you and your husband, you know, sit down every couple of months and you plan your goals and you talk about, you know, what's working, what's not working, how can we do better together and better support each other. And I just remember stopping and like my jaw dropping and saying, wait, there are guys out there that will do this with me. And my like bar and standards for what 
I was looking for in a partner at that time and moving forward just totally changed. And it was such like a useful thing for me to understand and hear from you. And I would love to understand that more. So what does that look like with you and your husband? Do you guys do your own goal planning separately and then kind of come together and share and build on that together? Do you just do the whole thing together? How does that dynamic work for you guys? Oh, for sure. So I am very lucky to have found my soulmate. He is actually very similar to me. We are, we're very similar people. I know there is the, I don't know if it's a myth, but opposite to tract, that is not the case for my husband and me. We are almost (laughs) the same person. He is a very driven person. I'm a very driven person. So because of that, we like to plan and discuss the future of what we want to accomplish. So we typically have our own goals, but we like to share our goals with each other and almost hold each other accountable to those goals. And I ultimately think we do this because it makes us better people so we could be better for each other. And at the same time too where we become better parents and we're continuing to grow and nurture our relationship for us we need to constantly grow and work on our relationship because if we do not then we're stagnant and we're going backwards um and i hope other couples feel the same way you always have to keep working and growing in your relationship even like your job you know you you don't just do your job and hope that you get better with it. You need to continually learn. You need to read books. You need to continue to work at it. Um, and I, I think the same thing for your relationship. So that's why we goal plan and check in on how we're doing. Now, our goals are different. Um, for example, I, for me to feel completely fulfilled physically, I need to move my body and work out at least 30 minutes every single day. Now, that's different for my husband. He feels content and happy with his body when he's doing three or four times a week. And another reason why I think goal planning as a couple is really important is once you're clear about what you want to do and what you want to accomplish, you don't force your own goals or your own visions on your significant other. He feels happy and content doing three or four times a week. Great. Awesome. I'm going to do my thing over here, but you do you, honey. Like that, that's great. Where I think many couples and relationships might get hung up is if they're not doing the same thing you're doing, you get resentful. I know that this is really common if one person eats really healthy and the other person does not You get very mad at them because they're not following what you do. But at the end of the day, they're separate people too. So that's also why we goal plan. We share what we're doing. Um, And ultimately, I think that makes us better people. All right. So Jackie, for all of the folks that are looking a year ahead and are thinking about potentially moving, whether they're selling a home that that they're currently in or maybe they're buying for the first time, 
how can they think about structuring their goals for this year to prepare for a really big decision like that? Oh, for sure. How you can prepare and get ready for a big change or a big decision like that is from a home perspective is I think you do need to identify first why you want to move or why you want to create change and is moving truly going to accomplish that that need for you um and the reason why I say it is because selling and buying there there are steps that you need to take in order to get it done and sometimes it can be challenging so you need to have a very clear why of what you why you are doing this in order to make those tough decisions more palatable as you're going through it. So having a clear why of why you want to move, why you want to sell is important. How you can also prepare for that. I think if you are, if you need to sell in order to buy, I would also have a realtor come in to examine your house of what you need to potentially do in order to put your house on the market a realtor knows what buyers are looking for today. And I myself was even blind to see certain things in my own house preparing for it to sell. I had I had a realtor contact come in to take a look at my house to, to show me like, Jackie, you need to fix this. You need to do that. Um, people become house blind or you just accept things the way that they are sometimes when you're living in your house. So I once you are clear about why you want to move. If you need to sell, have a realtor come in, take a look at what you might need to do in order to prepare to sell. And if you are just looking to buy, have a conversation with a realtor about what you're looking for so they have a clear understanding and can show you properties that match with what you're looking for. Um, So if you are looking to make a big change on the home front this year. I do think both selling and buying, it's a great time to do that. And I send all the good luck, all the positive energy to everyone listening because it really is a magical journey and I hope everyone has a great experience with it. And it is crazy how many people this year are thinking about a change. So I know last year in our group of um, six girlfriends, five out of the six moved and the one that didn't move planned her wedding three times during, yep. <laughs> during COVID. <laughs> and and I know it's <laughs> and I know it was the same for your college girlfriends too. A ton of change and folks just really taking the time to think about like how do you how do they want to live their lives and creating their environment around what they really want to do and what excites them and just supporting them as opposed to just oh it's less than a thirty minute drive into the office. Yes. I, I guess I'll buy in this town. Yeah. You know, so there, I feel like there's just such, there's so much more permission now for folks to really answer that why, yes. you know, and, and, and really dig deep onto, yeah, what type of, of environment is going to be best for them. Mm-hmm. I okay. absolutely agree. And I, I find that so exciting because we're not just location bound anymore people can really start to explore what they're looking for in a community what they're looking for in a home what they're what brings them joy and happiness because one thing I want to mention I've been in real estate 
long enough that I know it's never about the home. It is never about the physical house itself. It's what home means to someone and what it can do for their life. So I think while 2020 has been an incredible challenge, there is something so wonderful and positive that has started to break that barrier of location. And now you can truly examine what brings you joy, what brings you happiness. And I'm, I'm so excited that people can start to experience that now with their home journeys. Thinking about the year ahead, what is a goal that you have that, that you would love to reach that I can help hold you accountable? Ooh, I love it. So for 2021, what I'm looking to do, and please hold me accountable to this, I'm looking to double my business in 2021 from what I had already done. And I am so excited by it. I'm also scared by it because I, it was a big feat for me to accomplish my goals and my mom's goals. But you need to do things that scare you sometimes. <laughs> and what I think 2020 has taught me is you are unstoppable and you can do whatever you want to do. You just have to put your mind to it. So that's what I'm going to do in 2021. I'm going to double my business, Kayla. But then also, please hold me accountable to this too. Back to the pieces of the pie. I need girlfriend time. I need time with my son. I need time with my husband. And I need time for me. So I want to make sure that I'm giving each pieces of those pie the proper time it deserves. So if you catch me fall, if I get too much of a workaholic, you rein me back in. We schedule those bi-monthly calls, my our girlfriend time. And hopefully they're in person too. Hopefully I don't say bi-monthly calls. Hopefully I say <laughs> bi-monthly time in a restaurant and or a fitness class or whatever. But um, soul cycle. And, soul cycle. Uh, I'm, already, I'm already proud of you. Yeah, well, thank <laughs> you. And what about you? What can we? What can I hold you accountable to? So, I was going back through my journals and October of last year, so 2019, so a year and some change ago, I wrote down this list and my prompt was, what would you do if there was no way that you could fail? Mm. So this is like the list of things that like I'm really pulling at my core of like I don't want anyone to see this list like I'm even afraid to look at this list because then I have to face the fact that I might want bigger things that I don't know how to go after yet and I'll just read a I'll read you a couple things Please. on this oh list all right gosh. so I had spend each season somewhere new Bali Boston upstate New York Denver dance again become great at skiing learn to cook paleo food as good as a chef, um, launch a women's retreat, get a candidate, I believe in, elected president. And so looking back at this list, like I did like two thirds of this list last mm-hmm. year. And what, what kills me is that I could have done any of these things before. 
I really could have. Mm. And it's just that I was so afraid to step outside of my comfort zone or what would work think if I work remotely or, you know, I had all this pressure around my career that it had to be done a certain way or I had to live my life a certain way. And I just don't want there to have to be a pandemic in order for me to have the permission I need to chase after things that I really want. So what I would ask of you of how you can hold me accountable is just like, how can I be more bold with my life? Hmm. Because I look at this life that I've created for myself over the last like four to six months and like it just, it blows me away at how differently I'm living my life and how much more authentic it feels to who I am and the person that that I want to be and just creating this environment where I can show up every day as the best version of myself. And like I said, like I I could have done this before. Like mm. it didn't need to be in the middle of a pandemic. So I'm so happy that I'm here now and I just want to keep going and keep pushing the bounds of like, well, what would be cool next? Like what would I do now if I if I knew that I wouldn't fail? Mm. I love that. Yeah. You're unstoppable. And I think 2020 was the microscope into kind of like what you were saying that you didn't need a pandemic to do these things, but it was a microscope. It exposed it. It, it showed you what you wanted to do and it was the time to do it. And so I think 2021 is going to be the year of doubling down on that. So, yeah. And I think this year for for everyone, really, it's a little Petri dish. Mm. Like the things that are going really well in life, I think you have more space to chase those. The things that aren't doing well, that aren't going well in your life, like you can't look away from them. Mm. And either way, it's just, it's bubbling everything to the surface. And I, I think it's up to us to say, like, what are the pieces that we're going to cherry pick and keep and keep in our lives and hold close to our hearts and everything else how do we just let it melt away and put new things in those places so whether it's goals or surrounding ourselves with new thoughts and new people or you know whatever that is for us i I think it's really up for us to to define in with just so much more latitude Mm -hmm. than we gave ourselves before for sure i love it I got you, girl. (laughs) Same, same. All right. So to start to wrap up, you always have the best book recommendations. I know you go through like a stack each year. What would you recommend to your girlfriends this year? Yes. I think everyone should read You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. I hope her, I'm saying her last name correctly. Um, That is such a fabulous book book but it talks about the serious topics we were talking about but she just says it in such a way that is funny and witty highly recommend that one i would also recommend the choice by dr edith Iger. i read that this year incredibly moving best investing book i think everyone should read is rich dad poor dad by robert kiyosaki those are my three those are my three books that I, I would love for everyone to read. Perfect. And for folks that are thinking of buying and selling in the Massachusetts area this year 
or just would love to connect with you in general, what's the best way for folks to get in touch with you? Absolutely. Feel free to find me on Instagram at Sell Homes with Jackie or feel free to email me at Jackie Crawford Ross at rmxpa.com. Awesome. Jackie, thank you so much for helping launch the first episode of Growth with Girlfriends. It was such a good conversation. I know I learned a lot. Um, Thank you. And thank you for just being a great friend and a great person. Thanks, lady. Same to you. Next up on Growth with Girlfriends, I'm going to be taking you through productivity frameworks from the startup world that we can apply in our own lives. For that conversation, please subscribe to the Growth with Girlfriends podcast. I hope you'll join us.